Sorry, you said that Macho Man was in... He had a heart attack, and that made it so he started accelerating? Uh, I think so. That could have been it. I'm not sure how, like, what had happened there. But he was going really, really fast. He was going super fast. Like, it was on, like, one of those highways, you know, in Florida, how they have, like, those highways and stuff like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, dude. Crazy stuff. Wild <sighs> stuff. Rest in peace, Macho Man, Randy Rest Savage. Dude, snap into a Slim Jim for the boy one time. Mm-hmm. I, I actually just was listening to a podcast where they were talking about this. It was a, a guy that... The ghost of Macho Man. The ghost of Macho Man, dude. Oh, shit. That could be a good thing, just to know he's with us. Um, but I just heard this thing. It was a guy that cleans up crime scenes, and it was a, a guy who was in a hot tub, lived alone, and he had a heart attack and died in the hot tub, and they didn't find him for another eight weeks so when they finally found him that's disgusting all of the flesh all of his entire body melted it just it was like a soup he cooked in a soup and it just when they got there i guess they they couldn't see the bones because the bones kind of fell on the bottom of the hot tub but it was just a black hot tub it was just black it was just human soup. that's disgusting dude is it summertime uh no i think it was just he it was hot water you know he's in the hot tub yeah and Fuck, he, he cooked. Dude. He cooked. Soup. Souped it up. Mm. No soup for you, sir. Oh uh, well. <laughs> all soup for the. That's it. Soup. That's crazy, yes, man. Soup for him. That's crazy, dude. That's a. That, that's kind of like a sad way to go. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Like with Macho Man. Like just fucking. Oh, because oh, he. I thought you meant the soup guy. Well, both. Like this. I probably the soup would probably be worse. I don't think mm, I want. Well, you're just having a heart attack. That sucks. If you're realizing you're having a heart attack, I guess. Um, I, I guess. Uh, but. <laughs> I feel like he, I don't know if he had a family. Probably not because they didn't find him for another eight weeks. Macho man, macho um, man, dude, he's fucking with us. Uh, but I think that's the way to go. Yeah, be be like just remember. There's so many boring things out there. Like why you die in your sleep? Yeah, you know, that's the way everybody wants to die that way. Why not just like have people find you and like make it like a it's a, a task. We're gonna be thinking about you the whole time when they're trying to clean up your human soup box. That is that is actually true, right? I I've always said that I wanted to go like in a really memorable way. Like if, if I had to go, then it mm-hmm. had to be a way that where people will remember it, and it's just not like oh he went peacefully like. Yeah, no. No. You got to make it memorable. I just think, like, the way it looks, sorry to be depressing about this, but I've, I've got to turn on it. I, I try to look at things in a, in a way where, like, there's there's some good things, and, you know, you find the good and everything. But, mm. I mean, like, we're probably both going to die of cancer, or we're both going to get cancer at some point. All the things that we're, we're like, putting into our bodies, I'm drinking, pla- you know, the plastics are killing you. Like, this is killing you. Like, all the things we're breathing in. Let's say you get stage four cancer mm-hmm. or even three or whatever, the, all the, any of the numbers. That sucks. Yeah. <clears throat> but speaking of which, you may want to go get check, those lungs checked out. Yeah, well, lung cancer right now. Um, so you get the cancer. That's going to suck. But why not use it to your advantage? Like you're going to you're going to die. Mm-hmm. Why not just take out like a bunch of like there are terrible people in the world. Why don't you take them out? Why don't you do something like just like. Do some, I, I, I forget where I heard the story from, but it's some dude, I think it's from like someplace in Europe, but he went to jail or for prison, and he, but he killed like 30 to 40, 50 people. And did, did they he, deserve but it? Ev- 
So, what is going on? It's Macho Man. Don't question Dude, this it. This is wild. Well, that's ridiculous. Um, I literally just put tape on those. Um, but sorry, I don't know where this was. But yes, basically, he went out to kill murders and child rapists and stuff like that. That's what he did, and he actually didn't even finish out his sentence. He they got him off on like for good behavior. Huh. Because he was such like an ideal murderer, right? Because he would only go out there and harm those who harm others. And he didn't even have cancer, right? I don't know. I don't know what happened to him. I don't know what happened to him. I mean, I don't know where it is. I know that there is a guy though that basically did that, where it was just like he felt the need to do this. He's a superhero. Yeah, hmm. yeah. It's it's that that's, that's like a wild thing. I don't know. Like, so you think that you think that. People who are bad people, especially if they're repeated offend- offenders, right? They should be taken out. I'm not taken out. I mean, it depends on what you what you've done. I don't know. Just like yeah, that guy keeps littering. I want. I. I we should. Well, some people are out there who do eight litters. Mm-hmm. You know? Littering is one of my biggest pet peeves. Uh, yeah. I. I do. I do get killing like feeling you know, murderous feelings when I see people litter sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I, I. I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm probably not gonna kill the person yeah, unless right, I've yeah. got stage four cancer. I've had it. Why not make a difference in the world before yeah. you go? And it'd be those people. Fuck yeah. them. I mean, more than just litterers, but. Yeah. <laughs> Give me one second. I'll have to see if I'm recording again. This is the most difficult part. All right. Um, so talking about cancer, you, uh, you do medical. I just found out something interesting about you. You do medical like studies, uh, Mm-hmm. To your body, like what, what would actually be the word for that? Uh, I'm a clinical clinic. I do clinical studies. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, for all the drugs that are out there, things that have been approved by the FDA, they need to have guinea pigs, and they need to test these things out on human beings. And that's what I do. Mm-hmm. LA is really expensive, and this pays my. This will pay your rent for like eight nine months the one place where I go. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I, when I first started out, I had the two rules, which were don't do medical, don't do, don't take drugs um, if they haven't been, pa- or if, if they've never been tested on human beings and don't do spinal taps. I did spinal taps once and I'm never going to do that again. And the other thing, most of the studies I do now are the first time they're being tested on human beings. Right. When you go in, they, they give you a, um, a full physical to make sure you're completely healthy before they give you this drug. And uh, then they, they quiz you on the drug. Right? And what are the side effects? And when it's just monkeys and dogs that have taken the, the pills right. or whatever the thing is, it's kind of hard to tell. So, what yeah. makes it so hard to tell in humans? This sounds like a stupid question, but what makes it so hard to t- like? How are they sure? It, how do they know it's going to work on humans if it passed through the monkeys and dogs? Because me being oh, as stupid as I am, right? They don't. They they one of the last uh, studies I did, they canceled. They cut it short. We knew going in there that it made the monkeys suicidal and extremely aggressive. And you either, when you go in there, uh, you either Wait. get the drug or a few people get the placebo. And I knew that I got the placebo because all the other people that were in this study, they, they people crying, they were getting, taking turns getting to the showers with the cold water on, they're in the fetal position because it was the only thing taking their m- mind away from their skin burning. There's a girl that Whoa, I saw, she what? was crying. She had a, a towel between her toes, her, her two toes, and she's just like, Grinding it down on the skin, and she's just bawling her eyes out because it's just so. And they have to finish the trial, right? In yeah, order to get unless paid. they cut it short. 
Um, Are you serious? Dude? Yeah. I mean, which I thought that was a little lame that they cut the thing short because you have the right to leave at any point. You say, this is a little, I, I don't like my skin burning, so I'm going to leave this study. Or oh, okay. I really need the money. I'm, let's stick this out and like, let's see. Oh, my gosh, dude. I mean, I had one study um, where luckily I had my own room uh, for this. And it was some kind of pill that I was taking every day. It had to do with the lungs. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I was taking it. And... I went to go take a shower after two days of taking it, and I'm drying myself off. And I look down, and inside of one of my testicles is this huge white blister. And I'm thinking, oh. And you're supposed to, like, if you have a bad dream at this place, if you have uh, a headache, if you have anything at all, you're supposed to report this to the, to the nurses. And I saw that, and I was like, uh, maybe uh, this, this couldn't have anything to do with a lung pill. Um, so I'm not going to say anything to anybody. But I am a little worried because I've never seen anything yeah. like that on any part of my body, yeah. let alone my, my balls. I go back to my bed, and about like 20 minutes later, I kind of check on it again, and my balls have grown in size, and there are a bunch of those, thing, those things all over my balls. And I'm like, oh, my God. Maybe I should, next time a nurse comes in, maybe I should mention this because it's not... It, I don't know. I don't know. A lot, a lot I, of things... I, I would have just jerked off. I would have thought, like, dude, my balls are big. I just got to rub one out real quick, dude. It took me a long time to jerk off after that. But uh, by the time the nurse had come in, they had spread all over That's my inner groin. I had them on my armpits, and my testicles had grown to a size and a shape that was not what, test what testicles are supposed to look like. How big? Uh, it, they a, were like, a pomegranate? Like, like a weird, like, deflated, a like, a weird Nerf, like... A melted Nerf football or something. I don't know. It would, Dude, that's insane that they're giving people the things, this. And I have, you have the right. They said, do you want to continue or do you want to leave? And I needed the money, so I said, I'll just continue. It just happened that they couldn't contact the drug manufacturer to, to see if it was okay for them to give me anything for the allergic reaction oh because it was a holiday weekend. And I just continued, and I'm not There's a smart no emergency person. number? No, no, they, they, <laughs> no it was a holiday. Dude. You know, they couldn't get in touch with these people. So I just kept taking the pill, and it kept getting worse and worse and worse. And then every, uh, every few hours, a nurse would have to come in. I'd have to take off all my clothes, and I'd have to, they'd have to take pictures of me yeah. to see the progression. Right. And uh, the, the smell was terrible. I, I didn't feel t comfortable taking a shower because I didn't want to touch my body. Um, this is a little bit gross, but I stopped eating because when you eat, eventually you have to poop. And when you poop, hopefully you wipe your bum. I didn't want to wipe my bum because when I was wiping, I was popping blisters that were going up my butt. Dude, what are you doing doing these things, man, putting your body through this? That is was, it really that was, just money? That was one time. Yeah, plus I have the freedom to, to be here, you know, and, and you know, I, I can do the things that I, I need to do. How long have you been doing this? Uh, for about four or five years. Have you felt in any way your body change? No. No, no. For Mind? Each, like psychology-wise? Like sure. Yeah. How but so? I, I feel like it gives me material to, to use, uh, you know. I, I look at it like all of the... the that I can respect. All of my that choices I in life. I, I've done, I like to look at it like, I mean, this is dumb and you've heard this kind of thing before, but I look at my life like it's like it's a movie or it's a, it's a book. Do you want to keep, do you want people to keep watching that book? Or I, I take, they're always, they're always more than one choice. You know, it's, 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 it's January 2nd now, you know, people come up with re res resolutions. Right. Every year I've got the thing of like, just 
try to listen to your gut a little bit more and, yeah, you know, really go, like, oh, but I never do. And it leads to these, these things. And like, I, I don't know. I, I heard this great quote, uh, is actually when I first started this podcast. Um, I was talking to this guy, super smart guy. I just went to like a 4th of July party and he was just there. One of the homies, like family friends, but he said, he, I forget who the quote is from, but it says, uh, good judgment comes from experience and experience comes from bad judgment. Yeah. I think it was Churchill or no, I'm not Churchill. I don't know who it is, but such a great quote. You know what I mean? It's like the reason why he told me that's because obviously the name of the podcast is the successful failure and he had told me that quote and it just kind of stuck with me. Mm -hmm. And I don't know where I'm going with that. Well, it's brilliant. I, 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 then, then I've got a lot of experience then. Right. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Absolutely. What, what was the first uh, trial that you had done? Like, what was the kind of like the thing to make you go into that? Uh, I was a little bit desperate. Um, and was uh, it like, a, a, you heard it from a friend? Or no, I've were... known about these things forever. Uh, since I almost did one of them when I was, when I was 20 years old. Uh, I looked in the back of some newspaper and there was a thing for $15,000 they were going to remove one of your pinky toes and then reattach it with this new medical thing that they have. What the fuck? Oh, hear me out. I know it sounds, it's, it sounds bad, but if they weren't able to successfully attach your pinky toe, they'd give you $25,000. Every day I <laughs> regret, I listen to another 20-year-old tell me, no, 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 you're going to need your pinky toe for the rest of your life. I, I hate my pinky toes, both of them. It actually helps with balance. By now, I would have been, I would have, I would have, I would have been used to it. That's true. That's true. I would have been used to it by now. Or you, they have so many good prosthetics. $25,000 prosthetics for a pinky toe, huh? Yeah. Damn. Yep. That's a lot of money. Now, I've got small feet. Are they going to give me less money because of my small pinky toe? No, no, toe? they'll take whatever you got. Whatever you got. <laughs> That's wild, bro. What is the, uh, what's the largest amount you ever heard someone get paid off doing this stuff? Uh, $45,000. And what did they have to do? They had to, uh, it wasn't actually uh, medication. Um, they were having the person for one month, they had to lay in a bed. Uh, I believe they had a catheter and uh, maybe a, not a colostomy bag, but they, the person had to lay still in a bed for 30 days. Oh, fuck that. Fuck that. People were losing their mind. I guess a lot, a lot yeah. of people made it through that. But no, it's $45,000. So take a month off and make $45,000. Don't move. Uh, the, the one problem with that, uh, well, maybe there's a few, but after it was done, the people that did make it through that whole thing, they had to be retaught to walk again pretty much because yeah. their legs weren't, you there's know, no they, muscle. they didn't, yeah. Yeah, dude, that's it. That Those things are like sad when, because I, you probably know in the podcast, like I, I've worked in healthcare. So like I saw a lot of that kind of stuff, you know what I mean? And a lot of those people who are bedridden, they're on antidepressants because it is such a sad thing. Maybe they wouldn't be on antidepressants if they were given $45,000. <laughs> mm. Think about the money. That's wild, dude. Mm. That's so wild, man. Gosh, that's so crazy. Let's go back to that, what we were talking about though, like psyche-wise, like how has that ch changed? How has that shaped your psyche doing this medical research stuff? Um, it's, well, it's, it's a terrifying job to have, uh, because you know, it's that, that moment where 
the nurses will come in. You have a certain time right written on a board right behind your bed. It says the exact time for dosing, and you've done, never taken this. Only monkeys and dogs, and they've got yeah, the dude. thing. Let's say it's a either a shot in the stomach, or I hate shots. I'm so afraid mm. of shots. Uh, but or let's say it's a pill. Mm. They're like they put the pill. The person holds it. You're not allowed to touch it. And they're like, all right, three, two, one, and you're just it's it's that's a terrifying thing. And I think it's just. I think I'm just exposing myself to, to, it's constant exposure to fear, but I guess it's helped me to know that like through fear, you know, there's just not a reward, but yeah. I, I, I actually don't know what, I'm not answering the question the right way. No, you're but fine. I, I don't know. No, you're fine. Um, so it's also strange too, because you're a very like, a, you're an animal person. You love animals. I have so many animals. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not kidding when I say, I don't know how many animal, how many cats I yeah. have in my house. I don't know. Which I love that because I, I have two cats and they're the best things in the world. Dude, cats are literally the best animals in the world. I love cats. They're so cool. That's, but That's good. Uh, I know it's, it's, uh, I'll, I'll come back to this really quick, but I, I want to say I'm, I'm happy to be here. I've listened to a bunch <laughs> of these. Um, you had, uh mentioned in a few podcasts back that perhaps not directly, but maybe one of your spirit animals is a, is a falcon. Yeah, um, I did. I, I, uh, <laughs> Come on, CEO. You know, I, I didn't bring you a falcon. I didn't wear it today. I didn't wear the ring of falcon I didn't, today. I didn't bring you a falcon, but, uh, and, and you know that I've got all these cats. Uh, so I, I drew you a little picture of a falcon with a cat Dude, head. Dude, that is so fucking sick. Look at this. If I had a pencil, it would have been a little better, but I just had a marker, so. Dude, that is so sick. And you got successful failure on there? Oh my gosh, dude, thank you so much, yeah. CM. This is amazing, I'm gonna pause and give you a hug, dude. This is fucking awesome, I'm sorry, my, 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 my shirt's stinky. No, you're I'm fine, sorry, dude. That's fucking awesome, brother. Thank you so much, bro, that means so much. That's, oh, fucked up, fucked up. Oh, is you still, oh, you're, now you're all fucked up. Dude, that's fucking amazing, CM. Well, another reason why that's I was able to really do that, I've got cool. this, I, because I do these medical studies, I've got some free time to do that, so. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for bad drugs, uh, FDA and whoever's making those drugs. Pfizer. I'm just kidding. No, no, um, fine. But no, this is fucking amazing. We're going to put this. Well, don't put it on the, the Macho Man wall. It's going to fall off. We're going to put it right there. Right, it's going to center. Right there, yep. Dude, that's awesome. Thank you so much. That's so cool. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm a huge Peregrine Falcon guy. I watched a compilation of videos of them taking down prey the other day, dude. That was fun. These things will fucking, it, it looks like when they kill their, their prey, it looks like sonic boom just goes off, mm -hmm. dude, right? You've seen it before. Oh, yeah. I'm sure, yeah. Yep, yep. Amazing creature, dude. Amazing creature. That actually looks like my cat, too. My girl cat. Her name is Emma. The head, anyway. I probably have a cat named Emma somewhere in my house. I don't know. <laughs> Do you have a favorite cat at home? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I fed him as a baby. You fed a lot oh, of them. I've had since you know because I've, I've got like a um, like a rescue, a, right? a, a rescue. Yeah. A lot of times they're little tiny little litters of kittens. Uh, you know, bottle feed them and then get them socialized with the billions of other cats and then get them adopted out. Uh, but this guy Lenny that I had, um, Lenny. He I bottle fed Lenny and yeah, Lenny. Yeah, he just I don't know he. He he still suckles. He's an adult cat oh, now, but he'll still suckle. Horrible, he, dude. It's well, the one bad thing about him is that he um, he loves to suckle on lips. But he'll come up when I'm sleeping, deep sleep. And you wake up and he comes up and he rips your he yeah. rips like mustache hair and beard <laughs> hair out. And it's Lenny, fucking Lenny. Yeah, 
That's adorable. How old is Lenny? Lenny is four, three. So you've been doing this for a while then. You've, so this is your, your rescue. It's mm-hmm. not, no kidding. Bro, you're such a kind guy, man. This is amazing. You try to balance things out a little bit, yeah. Is this um, specifically just for cats? Yeah, just yeah. cats. I have three dogs, but um, they're just, they're there. They're there. Yeah. They're, you know, <laughs> why not? Yeah. Any other animals? Not that I know of. I don't think so, off the top of my head, Yeah. No. And how are, how are, like, how do they get to, or how do you find out, like, do you go rescue them and stuff like that? Or do people just call you in? How does that work? Well... Sorry, ladies, I'm married. Um, uh, my wife is in the uh, veterinary field, um, and so she, you know, was doing a thing where you, you go around. These people will call uh, call up this call up places and say, "Hey, I've got a lot of feral cats around." Gotcha. You go in, you get them neutered, you bring them into a place, get them neutered and spayed, and then you bring them back. Um, but oftentimes, you'd find litters of kittens, and uh, right. yeah. Through that, it just kind of grew Grew. from there. Now it's like a thing of like, oh, they're good with cats. Let's give them more. And so what would, do you end up finding homes for these cats? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you do. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. You should do a TikTok, dude. You should make like a TikTok account for your thing. I actually have a TikTok account. And out of all the things I've ever done, uh, it's it's gotten the most hits out of anything I've done. And it's, and people get so outraged. Because. I'm sure maybe your cat has, has vomited before. Mm. When you have a billion cats in your house, there's a lot <laughs> yeah, of vomiting yeah. going on. So I, I like when they vomit because I'll rush over and I think make videos of them vomiting. <laughs> and that's all I put up on TikTok. I'm like, oh, you should put up your comedy, put up your music that you do, put up this or that, your, your thoughts on, you know, George Bush or whatever the, th- the thing is. No, I've just got cats vomiting. And people, now I have, it's, it's a, a, niche, lo- a lot of them have been uh, flagged. Mm. Because people get so, they're like, you must be doing something terrible to the cats. I'm like, cats vomit. Yeah. So now I have to put a headline. I'm, I've gotten smarter and I'm like, just so you know, uh, baby thing, baby thing is one of the cats. Baby thing is just vomiting because it's a hairball. Yeah. I have to like put the little things mm, in there to like wow. walk people through and the have video. People, have people like been more chill about it? Yeah. Now they're not flagging the videos so no much shit. anymore. But yeah. Yeah. Let's go back to you being kind because you are a kind guy, but there is some sort of monster in there. Yeah, because even your stand-up, that's that's why most particularly where I see it. It's like you are so frustrated with things, but the way it comes off, like the energy you bring off, it's so just like almost – Childlike in a it's way, right? Sin- like your frustration. It's, it's a level. Of, I like to think of it as like a level of sincerity. The things that, as as you know, there's so many different types of stand-up comedians, different ways of of getting yourself across. And I feel like just unlocking myself in a way when I get up there and I I tell people things that I never thought I would ever say yeah, or I reveal yeah. things but I'm yeah. being as sincere as possible almost so much that I can't even take it I'm just like just I, I want people to know this I, I don't know this or that about myself right. and the stories or whatever the tales the 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 directions I've gone in life um I just I think since I was a little kid, I've always been told I was I was lying. People were like, that didn't happen. I've always had weird things happen to me or I've always done things where things happen and then I go to tell people and people don't believe me. Wow. And 
what a great place to tell those for stories sure. in front of like, a bunch so of people. True. Even but even with stand-up, sometimes people will be like, that didn't really happen, did you? Did it? And I, it was just a bit. I'm like, no, it, that really happened. Bro, you're, uh, maybe we can talk about the blind girl bit. That was, dude. Was blind girl, like, yes. Yeah, bro, that is hilarious. I completely man. forgot about it. Well, the, the one line I, that you said, I mean, if you want, I can take this out, but the one line you said is that she always looked like she was coming. That, to me, is fucking hilarious, bro. The blind eyes looking back, rolling back in the head. It just it always looks, you know, if you put sex, mix sex with a blind person, like just... <sighs> It's very orgasmic, yeah, <laughs> bro. That is literally the funniest thing you've ever said. I, that was so, and it was all improv. It was you were all just you were just riffing, dude. I don't even think the you, improv mics. Most of the, a lot of the material I get mm-hmm. is from the improv mm-hmm. mics. I think I've told you this before, Same. but it's like somebody you go up there and someone pulls a thing like, hey, what do you think about you know uh, sneakers? And you say whatever you're saying, but you might say a word or something that. I feel like I buried so many yeah. things into my head Absolutely. that I, I, I've forgotten so many things, but you saying like a key word in there, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh my God, that made me think of in high school and, and this, that, and I just, and then it's like, as I'm sitting there waiting to be called to go up on stage, the whole rest of the time, it's like, should I say it? <laughs> should I, should I say it? And then I get up there and I'm like, ah, I'm just going to spill, spill everything I have. And it just like, I'll, I'll, I'll say things. There's so many times on stage where I've like said things and I'm like, I can't believe I just Same said here. that. I revealed this thing about myself or something that I've done. But in the long run, it's really therapeutic and I've yes. gotten it out and it's no longer like a, 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 a burden, a burden. Yeah. yeah. It's just 100%. out there. Yeah. It's just out there and it's cool. Cause we all have our stories, man. We're all fucking crazy. No, no one's perfect. You know what I mean? And that's what I, that, especially coming from film again, and then fucking coming into stand-up, it's like, from film, you want to be perfect. You want to be as perfect as possible. Where in stand-up, it kind of don't have to be, right? Like, there's no even need, I mean, sure, perfect perfection in the craft, but as a person, it's like, no, like, you're un, you're, the things that are unperfect about your life are, is what's going to be the funniest, yeah. is what it seems like. Being sincere about yeah. who you are. You right, know, that's- exactly. You know, there are so many people, and also, I mean, some people are just a little bit boring, um, and they're even being sincere, but, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I just, sincerity is is the key that, that, that I, I look at. Right. And how long have you been doing stand-up? Stand-up, uh, strictly stand-up since I moved to L.A. in 2018, um, but... I've always been in music. Right. I've been front man in a lot of groups and I'm singing and playing guitar with, with a band. But there's so many times where people were yelling at me to just stop talking, play, play, stop talking, play, play some music. But I want people to know about what I saw in the bathroom. Like before we, before our band got up on stage, there was a guy washing his, like scrubbing his penis with a, with a paper, a dry paper towel. And I'm like, why is that going on? All right. I, and then it's just <laughs> still in my mind. I get up and we play three songs. And I'm like still thinking about the penis in the, in the dry paper. And I'm like, guys, you know what I just saw? Or, you know, you wouldn't believe what happened on our way here today or. Right. Yeah, I saw a dog get run over by a fire truck or something. You know, oh, it's it just. Um, but yeah, I want people to know, and and I, I just I feel like I've been doing stand up for a long time. Mm-hmm. When I was in sixth grade, I did stand up. Actually, I was the MC for a uh, for 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 our sixth grade uh, talent show or something. Oh, there you go. Hell yeah, that's fun. Yeah, yeah. When I was a little kid, one of the things I used to always collect, like the, the 101 
whatever jokes and all these little kid, oh, yeah, kid jokes. And so right. I don't tell jokes on stage really. Like I don't I'm like, but, all, but I do come stuff. up with jokes and they're always like, I got stuck in that thing from when I was 10 years old, mm. nine, 10 years old of like, I do come up with jokes, but they're like jokes for like little kids. I'll release a book at some point for mm. just like 101 jokes for like eight year olds. No eight year olds yeah. could be my audience. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, could be, dude. Yeah, I've never heard of that. Did you? Did they do like high school like comedy nights? Do you hear about this? There's like high school like kids will come into to like I think the, either the improv or the comedy store, and then they'll have shows. That's good. That's yeah, some good. open micers will like host those things or even go up. I haven't heard about it in a while, but I know that they exist. I like. That. Obviously, you got to be clean. You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, but that's good. Exposing whatever yeah. the art form is. Yeah, uh, well, apparently it's m more so just like, oh, that. What do you like? So, what sport do you play? And then they'll say a sport and be like, oh, that's gay. And then everyone will just start laughing because it's high school kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I gotta go to one of those then. You should. You definitely should. You get booked a lot. Yeah, I get booked. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I'm no no real big problem getting booked. Um, yeah. Where do yeah. you go up the most? Well, there's always there's always the fourth wall, yeah. um, you know, because I just love that place. I used to live uh, from the I used to live uh, like ten minutes walking from uh, where the fourth wall is, so I was going there oh, okay. all the okay. time. I, um, um, I don't know. I've done done all over L.A. I just I did this summer. I went to I was in Rhode Island. I uh, performed there. Um, oh no, kidding! Uh, Are you just hitting up bookers when you go back home? Being asked. To, wow. to to go um yeah the first places I ever did stand up when I moved here was I, I did I got a job doing a commercial when I like the first like within the first month that I got here I was doing a commercial and there was a and I was like I had the thing in mind frame of like I'm gonna do stand up when I'm when I'm here and there was a girl that was next to me and we were talking with each other and she was I, I told her I did stand up I did stand up. I didn't mm -hmm. do stand up yeah. yet. And she was like, oh, really? That's that's great. She's like, I'm a stand up comic too. The next day she came <laughs> in, she was like, hey, um, my buddy um, is a promoter for a show and somebody dropped out from his lineup. Do you want to do a, a show? And I was like, yeah, sure. And she said, okay, it's going to be at the comedy store. Um, so my first show, my first bunch of shows were all at the comedy store. What the fuck? I think I cheated my way into it somehow. But yeah, it's six minutes to go at the comedy store. Um, and the jokes that I first came up with, I was like, they're, they were so awful. And I was just, I, I hadn't gone to any open mics. I hadn't done anything. And I'm just at, at home in the bathroom mirror trying to go over, like not knowing how to really do the thing. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to rehearse like, like, like it was a script. And it's terrible jokes. Just like, like one of the jokes I remember having was, werewolves are pretty scary, huh? What about wereworms? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. Um, I feel like I still work with something with that. But, and then all of a sudden it was like maybe 30 minutes before I was supposed to leave the house to go there. I'm like, this is terrible. Why don't I just tell one of my stories? One of the things that happened to me. Yeah. And so I just went and I told the story of like something that, that happened to me. And it was a, it was a, and I just kind of formulate, I, I just wrote it out. And then I just kind of retold it a bunch of ways with a stopwatch to make sure I knew like mm -hmm. where I could fit and within like that amount of time. And then it was good enough. So I just kept getting called back to the, to the comedy store. Jesus, dude, what the fuck? Yeah. And then, then I started going to, you know, then I started, then I started to go to open mics. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
Do you still go up there to this comedy store? Um, I haven't done a show there since COVID. Oh, wow. Yeah, so maybe I went, I digressed. I, I went, I, I, I don't know, but. Well, who knows with this game, man? I'm starting to figure out that you just don't know. No. You don't know. No. It was the way we were talking the other day at the open mic or someone brought it up. It's like, you don't know if everyone likes you or if they think you're funny or anything like that. Like that is 100% true. Mm-hmm. 100% true. And there are definitely people that don't like you, and there are definitely yeah. people that do like you. Right, and, right. And that's okay. There are always yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred you know, percent. As long as you know, hopefully, it's not everyone doesn't like you. Then, <laughs> which we do know comics like that. You know. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I have. There's one name that comes to mind right now. <laughs> but anyway. Um, <laughs> anyway, cat, cat, falcon. Right? No. Cat falcon. What do you? What do you? Uh, what do you see yourself doing with this comedy stuff, dude? Like, what do you, what do you want to do? Like, um, it's lame to say that it's it maybe, but it's, it's, it's de- definitely a, a therapeutic thing. I just, I need to get up there and I, I, I do enjoy releasing these, these things that I keep find, find buried in me, mm-hmm. guilty things or, right. um, just insane things. And it just, and the more I do it, I think it's just allowing me to just take a, maybe this is selfish, but it's allowing me to just get, take a look at my life. And, uh, in, in Rhode Island, I did 30 minutes. Um, wow. I have got like all the, I've got all like a, a lot of material and it's just fun to just, I, I don't know. I just love it. I just enjoy doing, it. I need to, I've always needed to be on stage, mm. whether it was I see. playing music, uh, whether, whether it's doing comedy or just whatever. And, I, I think back to the thing I was saying, the thing about people being boring, it's that you do see, we've seen a lot of comedy and sometimes you see like some things are just, can be funny, but like the topics are just kind of the same thing, you know, that the standard, like, so you guys into dating apps, you know, or like, you know, what do you guys think about, you know, I feel like I'm not a great comic, but I feel like I am so not boring. I, pr- mm-hmm. I can promise you if you see me in a show, it's not going to be boring what I talk about. Mm-hmm. It will not be anything to do with what any of the other topics were that came up. Right. Um, I just, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like I, 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 I can entertain in some way. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you're going to be doing this medical stuff for the rest of your life? Like, um, I think that the cutoff age is 60. Um, no kidding which is weird, 60-year-olds are doing this. Uh, but times are tough for a lot of people. Yeah. No, hopefully not, no. Yeah. No, but it does give me a lot of uh, material. Right. A lot of weird side effects out there, a lot of things. I actually just met somebody that also does it, and they were saying that the study that they had just done, one of the side effects was that you cry, your tears come out blue. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Yeah. This is crazy, dude. A lot of people do. A lot of people do it. Like enough. We were talking about before. Like uh, Robert Rodriguez, a famous filmmaker. He that's what he did to fund his first film. Mm-hmm. I think it was he made like seventy five hundred dollars or some shit. But he was. In, oh, so that's actually a good question. Are you in a clinic the whole time, or are you going home? I'm in like it. That? I'm in it the whole time. Well, so what's the longest you've ever been in there? The longest I was ever in was sixteen days. Can you leave? No, I can't leave. Um, you're in a wing of a hospital, which is also a good thing because if, if something goes wrong, at least you're in a hospital. That's so true. Um, That's very true. 
No, but when I'm in there, you know, say, let's say it's 15, 16 days, I'm in there, I can bring, you know, I bring things to watch. I can, and I do a lot of writing. I do a lot of, um, I don't have to get into this, but I've done jail time, uh, been a couple times, maybe more than a couple that I've gone to jail. Jail or prison? Uh, jail. Jail, yeah. Big boy jail, yeah. but not jail. And it wasn't a holding cell. It was, you know. Was, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I equated like, kind of like that where I'm in there for this, this period of time and I start thinking about like through like having to share a bathroom with all these other people or um, eating terrible hospital food and all this other stuff and then looking out the window um, – seeing a guy walk by with a dog and thinking like, oh, I wish I was that guy so badly. You know, I, I want to be, a, yeah. I want to walk a dog or I'm looking at like the, just the hills off in the distance out the window. Um, and I'm like, you know, some prisons, I guess you don't get windows, but at least I had that. Um, it's like, oh, I wish I was out there walking through, like hiking through those fields or whatever. And when I finally get out, I appreciate life so much more. Right. And also I've gotten, I write out all of my priorities. Like I know what to do when I get out for the next bunch of months. I've got like, so, I set goals for myself, which I could do. I guess I don't need to go somewhere to do that, but <laughs> yeah, I don't need to go to prison for that, but I do kind of. And it's just, it, it's the little extra thing. Do you, do you think being in prison maybe helped you for, with like being, doing this clinical trials and stuff? Uh, because that's, I, I'd imagine that's hard. I was, I, I've been to jail, not prison, but jail. Uh, I was there for like four days and that, already made me fucking crazy. So I can only imagine what it feels like to be in there for fucking longer than that. In jail, uh, the prison guards aren't always nice to you. Mm. In the medical study thing, the nurses aren't always nice to you, but there are more nurses and usually they are kind of nice. Um, yeah. That's a bit. I don't know if that's a bit, but you, you got to make this a bit now. That's great. Prison and fucking these medical trials. In prison and in jail, they're usually not injecting you with uh, unknown drugs Something and to things. Make, give you fucking open sores on your balls. Yeah. It could happen, but usually not, I want to say. I don't know. Depends on the jail uh, yeah. you're going to, but most of the jails I know of, no. It was so weird that when I went to jail, like I was just, I, it was like the second day or something like that. I would think it was on the phone and I got off and some dude I knew, I'd, I'd like from an MLM or something like that, it was like in the multi-level marketing, but some dude I knew was in there and we we're just like, what up, dude? <laughs> in fucking jail. It's good to see you. I totally <laughs> forgot about that, dude, until I fucking started hmm? thinking about that. That's crazy. That's what, So if you don't mind me talking, what did you go to jail for? Uh, I am innocent of all the things that I've done. Um, uh, well, the, if you want to talk about it, we don't have to, uh, it's been, there's been several times, um, one was $17,000 worth of damage that I did. I thought I killed a guy. Um, I had no idea. Um, I didn't, I didn't kill anybody. Um, I'm not going to get into that. Uh, another time involved me one of the last times, uh, I walked into someone's house, mischief. It was uh, criminal mischief. That's what I was charged with. Um, never mind. We don't have to. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm innocent. Yeah. Of all the things. Um, well, if it makes you feel better, I went because of a DUI. Okay. And I was, one thousand percent guilty of that. A thousand percent. Bad decisions, man. 
That was awful. That did change me, though, mm. for sure. For sure. It's changed me. That's why I don't drive cars. Oh, wow. The United States government will not allow me to drive a, to operate a motor vehicle. No fucking way. Damn, man. That's wild. It's okay. It's changed me. It's helped me. It's yeah. just... Active walker, though? I'm a, I'm a walker, yeah. Which is sometimes hard in L.A., I can imagine. Yeah, you get used to it. Yeah. Although a lot of my money ends up going to Uber. Yeah, I can imagine, dude. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> um, but I, I actually am allowed to drive now. I do have a car. A car was bought. But the car, there's a catch. I thought that if I waited 10 years or more, I wouldn't have to get one of those interlock devices that oh, you breathe wow, into. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I went to the DMV last year, and the guy laughed at me. He said, if you, did you think if you waited, you wouldn't have to do that? And I'm like, yeah, it's over 10 years. And like, uh, so I do have a car. But in order for me to get a license, I have to present to the DMV a car that has the interlock device already in it. Oh, so you got to pay for that to get it installed? Yes, but the car is in Iowa somewhere. I don't know how it all worked out. It, 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 it's just how it is. So I need to get to Iowa, but I can't just drive the car all the way oh, back shit. because I don't have a license. I mean, I could, but yeah. I don't know. It's just, that ooh. sucks, man. Sorry to hear that. But it's okay. Yeah. Maybe it'll lead to a whole new... Maybe I should go for that that lone drive. That'd maybe. be a good story for the stage. That's true, too. The shenanigans I get into along yeah. the way. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you feel like uh, comedy has, like, kind of turned you into that? Like, again, saying, weird, someone said it earlier at the mic, but it's, like, finding, like, the... Actually, out of... Not even the bad stuff, but anything, and trying to come come out with a bit for it. You know what I mean? Like, has that? Are you like that point where? No, I try not to to be like that. But I will. My ears will perk up a lot more. Where I listen with comedy is is allowed me it made me to listen a little bit more. One hundred percent. And also, <clears throat> I'm constantly trying to write things down. You know, if I get like a little thing, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna forget this. Which you always do. Always forget do. The thing. Um, always. No matter how funny you think it is, mm -hmm. you always fucking forget it. Yeah, so I'm constantly writing things down, even if they're like the little kid jokes, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, are you getting those things published? Those little books? No, I haven't. I just have a collection of them. Gotcha. You should try. Mm. You should definitely try to get it published, dude. Yeah, I need to collect. I want to get 101. How many are you at right now? Uh, I don't know. Maybe like 15 or 20. <laughs> I got a little bit left to go. <laughs> yeah. What do you like to do for fun, dude? Um. I, I play music constantly, like writing music, recording, um, for fun. Do you go still see, like, shows and stuff like that? Like, you go to, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I go, to, go to shows. Um, I do see a fair amount of, you know, I'll, I'll see music, I'll see comedy, but... My favorite place to go see comedy is going to the, the comedy store since you're not yeah. the, we're not paying to get in there. You can yeah. just go sit in the back exactly, and, and watch yeah. it. And I just, yeah. You go often? Um, I was, definitely go like every, every, I try to go every Monday anyway. Mm, okay. I always sign up the for potluck, potluck yeah, yeah. Um, and you get it or you don't, but I love to just go in there because you see your peers doing the thing Very and true. then you see like, you know, just the... All levels of, co of yeah, comedy. Yeah, that's very there. true. That's very true. Hmm. Yeah. Um, 
You ever go to the improv? Do you ever go up at the improv? No. For some reason, I've always I almost said stay clear of there, um, but I I don't really go to the improv that much. I I don't I don't know why it just doesn't work out that I'm that I'm going there. Mm-hmm. I should I, I want I I should be going to all the places you know when I get the chance. But yeah. I, again, I'm sorry. I'm smelling my shirt. It smells <laughs> terrible. I don't. Know, you're good. Ooh. I can't smell it from here. Well, I can. Just forgot that was in the laundry pile. I don't pile know. It or... smelled. I thought it smelled all right when I put it on, and then I don't know. Something happened. <laughs> it could be this medical stuff, dude. It could be fucking. It could be releasing some hormones that you don't know about. Mm. What? Yeah. What is it about like the long term effects too? Like I'm sure that they give you a list of what could happen long term. We'll find these... out. Um, and and do, are you covered by anything? Like if something did happen and they find out that it was because of the experimental drug, are they going to cover your fucking yeah, medical bills? Yeah, they should. They should. Yeah. Uh, the other part of it, like it, it's, you have follow ups after you leave. I see. And they're, they're constantly monitoring you to see like, all right, we have no trace of this drug left in you. Um, they make sure it's completely out of you. They test your blood, I'm assuming, and piss. They're testing. Yeah. Yep. They're monitoring all your vitals, making sure, you know, I, I, yeah. I feel okay. And, and you can't smoke or drink before you go into one of these clinics or how does that work too? Cause I'm assuming that you get, you get asked, you know, okay, do you smoke cigarettes? Have you ever smoked cigarettes? You drink alcohol. Do you drink coffee? Do you drink any caffeinated drinks at all? Energy drinks? Do you, um, do you smoke marijuana recreationally and, mm. and all of these things? And you just say no, um, but <laughs> but they are going to test you. You know, like I I know I don't. You, that's when it it leads me to like you know I I don't really I don't I don't smoke weed. I will every once in a while maybe, but also with that I can't do it socially. Like I'll do that if I'm playing music and just gotcha. Yeah, it yeah. just kind of puts me in my head, and I'm yeah. just I um I do drink. Um, I know the amount of days to not drink before I go in there. Um, I know it makes it so I do a lot of, uh, I, I take a lot of mushrooms. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, mushrooms aren't detected. Aren't. Uh, they are not detected wow, okay. in, in that any, um, so I do a lot of that. Uh, like every day type stuff? Well, I was doing it every day. I just, you know, the podcast you listen to, and they're like, hey, microdosing is really great. Right, so I was right. just microdosing on my own, just thinking like not, like I was taking these gummies mm-hmm. and I would take, if I took one of, like a, one of these gummies, it, you know, every single day, it's like, I'm not feeling any of the uh, psycho, uh, any, I'm not feeling like I'm not tripping. I'm just, right. you know, and I'm thinking maybe it's, I'm benefiting from this. And I don't know if I ever did. I was just telling myself that mm. and I was going, I was doing it every day and then I ran out of those gummies. So I got from the same person that made those gummies, the next batch of gummies. And so I started taking those. And then, uh, I did a show, uh, on my birthday, um, a few years ago thinking I had microdosing. I'm about to go up and I'm looking at my hand and I'm like, fuck, I'm tripping really hard. Damn, that sucks. So I, well, it was an interesting show. Yeah. Um, and also again, just being sincere with the people and mm. being like, it's my birthday. You get there, you get there like, oh. It's, it's, you know, they give you the little extra thing, and then I'm tripping on. Shrooms. I'm also tripping on shrooms, <laughs> and I didn't mean to. So they, they, the audience will uh, help you out I sometimes, see, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I'll 
take the mushrooms at, at home. I, I, I think I've, I've mentioned this before, but like I like to just sit on my bed. All the cats gather around me and I just, I'll, I'll sit there and it's like this weird meditative thing where I stare into their eyes and they're just all staring at me. And it's like, I'm just like, a, they know, oh, it's You're time. Tripping, he's he's yeah. doing the thing. Let's go under the bed with him. And that's kind of crazy. Yeah, it is. But it's, yeah, I've never tripped in front of my cats before. I've like microdosed LSD, but that was like, that was before I got cats. Mm-hmm. And I just don't like shrooms. I had one really weird trippy shroom thing. It was it tripped me the fuck out. Have you ever seen Neon Demon or heard of the yes. movie? Yep, I like so that guy's kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah uh, I forget his name. Refrain yeah, Nicholas. Nicholas Refrain, Winding Refrain. Yeah. Yeah, but um, the protagonist's name is Jesse, and it's all about her moving to L.A., and like trying to make it in, you know, as a model. Jeez, yeah. And I remember I was sitting in this chair, it was my buddy's chair and it was uh, made for sound. So like it would re- like bounce in, inside the chair so it made the sound better. And for some reason, it was just this part where someone had said Jesse in there and it just started echoing, Jesse, Jesse. And then I went into this fucking white room, bro. Like where it was just like lit like this, but everywhere. And then it was just a hundred me's, but all have different emotions. Like there was like a depressed me, like an angry me, a happy one, all these things. But there's just one Jesse in the middle that was glowing. I don't know who that was, but I was just like, what the fuck? And I just turned around and I was like, can we pause the movie? <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I never did it. I didn't, I didn't even think I took that much either. But that, after that, I was just like, I can't do that again. That I, I understand. The fuck out. I understand. That first comedy thing I ever did at the comedy store, the story I told was um, a story about taking mushrooms. Um, in high school, I would take, my friends and I would take acid all the time. I would take <laughs> acid in in school. Fucking and a, I got, I got, I never really got good grades in school until I started taking acid and I kind of gave up. I kind of, I didn't give up. I, I, I started taking acid. We'd be like, you know, let's take it last period on Friday just to say that we did it. And then it'd be like, let's take it second to last period. Then it'd be like, all right, let's go in in the morning, let's do it. And then it would be like a Tuesday. Let's just, we were taking acid all the time, my senior year and got to the point where I kind of, I would write my reports or whatever the schoolwork was. I'd just be so sarcastic. I'd be like kind of just a little crazier and I just started getting really good grades and I just was doing really good. So acid was, 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 was the drug of, you know, that, that we would do. And then I went away to school. I went to school in Boston and it was on like winter break. All my roommates, uh, they all left to go back home. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to get my buddies to come up to the, to the big city and we're mm-hmm. going to, let's do acid. Yeah. I haven't seen you guys in a long time. Came up and they had, they couldn't get the acid, but instead they had mushrooms, which you're like, ah, from years yeah. to acid. Yeah. And then yeah. you get mushrooms. Plus it wasn't a lot of mushrooms, mm. but they were blue. We had, it was the smallest amount of mushrooms I had ever taken and it was just so intense and so hard for me to handle that I was like, guys, I can't, I can't even be in the room with you guys. I need to go try to sleep this off. So I ended up going into one of my roommate's uh, beds. I got underneath the down comforter. It's winter time in Boston and the building that we were in, they, uh, we, we didn't have control over the heat. It was just, heat was blazing in this place. Mm -hmm. So I'm underneath this down comforter and the one light in this room was from, we had a seven and a half foot Burmese Python um, in in an aquarium and the one light was from its heat lamp, the red light. So I'm underneath the blankets and I become aware, I'm looking at the snake and I'm underneath the covers, just looking, making, you ever look at a snake, you go over here or over here, it always looks like the snake's eye is looking at you. 
or if you're on, so I'm looking at the snake and it's just looking at me and I'm looking at it and I'm under the covers and I start going like this on my body and I'm just under there and I'm just looking at the snake and it's so intense and the, the lights and, and so I start going like this and I'm pushing on my body so hard, not realizing I'm doing it and my hands are going lower and lower and lower until finally I get down here and I'm pushing on myself so hard, just looking at this snake's eye till finally I get down here and I'm rubbing so hard on myself and all of a sudden I just stop and I feel around and I don't feel my penis. And I'm like, wait, what? And then I feel like wetness and I pull my hand out and it's dripping with blood. So oh my God, dude. I reach down again, don't feel anything. And I realize I've just rubbed my penis off. And so I'm just laying there and I'm still looking at the snake. I'm, I'm not rubbing against myself. And it's not a moment of, it wasn't sobriety that came to me. I'm just still in this like thing, but I'm just realizing I have no penis. I'm 18 years old and I'm gonna live the rest, rest of my life without a <laughs> penis. And I'm thinking about like me at like, you know, when I'm 45 or when I'm like, I'm just never gonna have a penis. I'm thinking like, um, the date where you're like, I'm sorry, there's something I need to tell you before. You know, like, and then I don't know how many minutes later, the door opens up and uh, my friend comes in. And she's, like, she's like, we haven't seen you in so long. You can't do this. I know we're all tripping really hard, but just, just, just come out. We need to see you. So she rips the blanket off of me. Uh, and I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll come out. So I put one leg down off the bed and the other leg and I get up. And as I walk out of the room, I'm shuffling my legs because I'm waiting to see my penis fall out of my pant leg onto the floor. And it took me so long before, it, and I'm, I'm silent when I'm with everybody, and I'm just going through the thing of like, I, I've just rubbed my penis off. And uh, I, it took me so long to finally go to the bathroom and check to see that I did in fact still have a penis. What happened was I was under the down comforter in the heat and my I was so sweaty right. that my hand was covered in sweat, but with the one with the red light from the heat lamp. Oh, you thought it was I blood. I thought it was blood. Fuck. And it just it took me a while to, to get back into mushrooms. I was like, acid's my drug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, dude. I am uh, one of those guys who do believe that I think thousands of years ago people did do like shrooms and LSD, smoke weed as like rituals too kind of maybe learn some things. The uh, something chimp. Stone ape theory? Stone ape theory. Yeah, the yeah. stone ape theory, yep. yeah. Yeah. I've Absolutely. heard that one. That's, I mean, that's a great theory. That I mean, that makes 110%. Like, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, I, I do, I, like, I am 100, like, I mean, I don't see why why they wouldn't, especially being, like, you know, in nature, mm -hmm. where that's the mm -hmm. best time, like, the best setting to do those things, and you see the most beautiful things while you're tripping. Yep. And it, it also like helps you mentally, you know what I mean? Like it helps you kind of figure stuff out. That's a crazy story though. Goddamn. That's hilarious. You, you turned on to a bit. Uh, that was the first bit I ever did. It was the first <laughs> oh, time shit, I, ever, okay, okay. I, I, I ever did. But since then I've gotten other like, I've a few like uh, acid mushroom stories. Like one of the, things I've talked about on stage is like the only bad time I really ever had on drugs was, uh, I guess I, I, I forgot about that one. So I didn't, I got kicked out of, uh, I got banned, uh, from this girl named Patty Glacier, um, in high school, her mom ended up banning me from her house. 
um, <laughs> they, uh, while everybody in high, in a high school party is drinking beer, um, taking acid and, uh, I'm in this place and I discover that in Patty's mom's bedroom, there's a huge fish tank and I got a, she kept having, she had like a party this one weekend and then like another weekend she had another party. Mm-hmm. And at one point, I guess the mom, it was one of those moms that was kind of like, okay, when I'm gone, yeah. you can have a party. You yeah. know, there are people like, you know, some moms like that. Um, but she was realizing, why are there fish disappearing? Like, I, where's this fish or where's this fish? And then she, every weekend she'd be like, where are my fish going? And I finally got caught. I didn't think I was doing anything wrong. Taking a bunch of acid, staring at the fish tank, but then realizing, getting the idea in my head that these fish would be better off in the cosmos of me. So I'm taking the fish and then swallowing them whole. Dude, what the fuck? No, I don't know. I just th- at the time I thought it was all right, and and I wasn't. I was. I'm I'm fine. I was fine then. Um, <laughs> what the fuck, CM? I, I've swallowed a lot worse. Um, but the, with one of one <laughs> you of these jizz, dude. No, <laughs> <laughs> I got paid a lot of money. Um, think of the money, man. Uh, the freedom you have, just a little. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's it. that's crazy, dude. Jesus, that was you know, and and then going home and uh, looking at the stars. But before I went outside, before I went back inside, um, staring up at the stars, you're tripping and you're everything is the stars are beautiful, you know. Yeah, you're, absolutely. And then uh, Kitty, her name is Kitty, comes walking up, and you're like, oh, hey, Kitty, and you're petting Kitty. And as you know, from when cats start to enjoy you petting them, sometimes they'll just push themselves into you. And, mm-hmm. you know, and they, this kitty started to do that, but I'm more involved with looking up at the stars and then eventually looking down and realizing that it was a skunk. And to, my <laughs> kitty was black and white. Kitty is black and white, so are skunks. And I'm seeing this, a skunk and I immediately froze and then backed up and eventually... It, the skunk was so nice. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know fuck? why it walked up to me. Maybe it was just, I, I think Animals I just saw it out of the corner of my eye and I was just like, and I seemed friendly. Maybe they could read that there was no like fear or any aggression. Yeah. I was welcoming. And yeah, yeah. I don't know. And it just, just wait for the thing to waddle away. God damn, dude. That's some wild ass stories. Fuck. I thought I had some crazy stories off tripping, but God damn. Yeah, well, yeah it hasn't happened yet. You can. The next time. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. I don't. I'll, I like I'll, I think right like now I'll do shrimps. I don't think I could do LSD now because it's just way too long. You know what I mean? Like also the scary thing is that like maybe I've gotten wiser because I'm being paid to do these drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't know where the uh, where the LSD is coming from. True, very true. The last time I did LSD was at the I was at the comedy store and I had a uh, there's a, a band called Uncle Acid and I had the shirt on and this random guy walked up to me and he was like I like your shirt. I was like, thanks. He goes, do you want some acid? And I was like, I haven't been offered acid in so long. So yeah. I just said yes, and I took it, and it turned out I'm, I'm fine now. Yeah. But it was, yeah, it, it's it's scary when you think, where does where did this come from? Yeah. And is this LSD? What, what is exactly, this? Exactly, yeah. That's Mushrooms, a- I like to think, like, it's, it's I could tell that this is some sort of fungus. Mm-hmm. It's probably not good to put any fungus in, you know. But, well, we are fungus. Humans are a type yeah, of fungus yeah, yeah, in yeah. a sense. We've grown from fungus, I think. I don't know. I'm really dumb. I make a ju- I could just be spreading misinformation again. Hey, I heard yesterday that the the mammal that we all spawned for from was was the shrew. The shrew. The shrew. I don't know. I didn't make this up. I'm not. 
I'm not a scientist. Anybody not... can say anything these days, man. Mm-hmm. You can. But I want to believe that we came from shrews. <laughs> Prove me wrong. I like the stone date theory. That's a good theory. Yeah. Well. Anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, off that, brother, dude. It was, this was an amazing conversation. I learned so much about you, dude. Thank um, you. Thank you. I've had a good a time being here, and I, I've I've been enjoying your uh, the podcast. I, I I watch these also. Um. My birth, I have been paying attention to your podcasts. My birthday is the same day that your father puts up the Christmas tree. <laughs> October 14th? Yes. Mm-hmm. I pay attention. I appreciate that, bro. I've been meaning to, I've been holding on to that for the whole time. I'm like, I can't wait to say that. Um, uh, that's amazing. And then, well, next year I'll fucking, I know when your birthday is now, dude, when mm-hmm. my dad puts up the tree. He'll give me that call oh, and be like, oh, it's CM's birthday today. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> That's hilarious, bro. Or on my birthday, I'll be thinking, well, Jesse's dad's probably putting up the tree about <laughs> now. Like, yeah. <laughs> I love that, dude. Well, let's let the people know where they can find you, CM. Hospitals, <laughs> jails. Um, uh, I'm, a, I'm on Instagram at CM underscore Gorham. That's G-O-R-H-A-M. Um, I'm on, because I don't know what the thing is. On, I'm on TikTok at a... I'm going to follow you. Too on that TikTok. TikTok. That's fun. I'm at uh, well, CM Gorham. No underscore for that one. Actually, it's is it T Musket or CM Gorham? What, what would you say? Like the uh, uh, probably T Musket. Yeah, T Musket. It's T E A Musket, as in like the old gun. T Musket. Yeah, because one of the groups I'm in is called Iceberg Young and T Musket. Um, so that's we don't have to get into that. But yeah, it's, <laughs> if you want to see cats vomiting, that's well my. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm sure with all my all my followers, it's going to blow up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope so. All right, CM. Well, thank you so much, brother, again. You're I appreciate welcome. it. And I appreciate everyone again for listening and watching. Until next time. Peace. <laughs>